Welcome back to another series recap episode. The Yankees have just swept the Guardians out of Bronx. Um, get the brooms out, baby. We are we actually have the best record in the American League right now, ten and six. The feeling is high. The emotions are good. Um, this is what baseball season is all about. Come on now, like we we are feeling pretty good. This we're recording this a day after on the off day on Monday. Um, if we recorded this yesterday, I think we would have been a little more hype. But you know, it is what it is. We're here. Uh, recapping the Guardian series, and now today, oh well, you know what? We'll start off with how's it going, Isaac? It's going great. Um, finally, me and Joey Gallo break out of our Can't slumps. Round of applause. And funny enough, we both do it. Let's go, claps. We both do it with a double and a single. Uh, mine were both oppo because you know I, you know I'm staying inside the ball, going the other way. Joey Gallo's dead pull hitter. Pretty sure both of his hits were pull. Um, but it's great because I finally, yeah, let's go. Get some energy going. New, new little yeah, so that's for yep, me and that's Joey. For Isaac and Joey. A little, little sound effects. Oh, it's still going. I don't know how to stop it now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, oh, crazy, sorry, guys. <laughs> crazy, crazy different feeling from last series. Like, um... I, I gotta say, like watching that. Oh episode, my God! What's we, going we on? We were. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, keep going. <laughs> cut. I don't know how to do this. Cut. Okay, yeah, go. Um, what it's was crazy I different feeling. Last, whoa, last. Yeah, yeah, from last uh, recap because we did the Baltimore recap. Um, or was it the Detroit <coughs> uh, Tigers? Tigers. Recap? I think it was the Detroit one where even though we won the series, we were coming off of just like ugly performances. Um, and I feel like the main issue was like we're just not hitting again and it felt like the same shit over and over again. And like this series, like completely different, like exact opposite. And what's crazy is that Cleveland is, I think, has better pitching than Detroit in my opinion. So I don't know what the hell was happening in Detroit, but if, they, if this is how they're going to hit – I'm fine with it, and I hope they continue to hit like they should, you yeah. know, from now on. Um, I agree so, with you. Yeah. I mean, we got everything in this series. We got the first game where we, we won by two or something, one, one or two. Um, we just got away with it. Uh, good pitching, good offense, pretty good offense, and Chappie closed it out. Game two, we come from behind. Glaber with the walk-off hit. Um, a little ruined by the fans. If you want to talk about that, we could talk about a little bit about that. Um, in game three, we got the blowout that we've all been asking for, so... I don't want to go too in-depth of what happened here because we do have a new structure of these recap episodes um, where we're going to split it, split the uh, performance up into three categories, starting pitching, bullpen, and hitting. Um, and then we'll, ha- we'll each take two and a half minutes. We'll put a timer up on screen. We'll do two and a half minutes each of me and Isaac talking about each category. Um, and then at the end, we'll, we'll give a grade. Um, so hope you guys like this new style of series recaps and we can dive right into it. Where do we want to start? So, since you're the host, uh, how about you start? And we can st- we you can pick any place to start. You can start with the bullpen. You can start with the offense, or you can start with the, the hitting. And one more thing I want to add is that we're gonna give each category uh, a rating out of five yep. brownie points. Um, so if we think if we think they did really well, we're gonna give the let's say the starting pitching. We're gonna give the starting pitching. Five brownie points, and let's say the bullpen does terrible, we'll give the bullpen one brownie point. Um, so that's how it's going to work, and then we're going to total our brownie points 
uh, by the end of the year and just you know have yep. some fun with that. So without further ado, you can you know pick a pick a category and okay. jump right into now, it. I have my timer up right here, my stopwatch on my iPhone. Um, I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with the bullpen this this series. So the timer is starting in three and two and one. So the bullpen. Um, as we all know, the bullpen has been lights out. We got uh, Michael King's insane performance in game one where he struck out eight out of the nine batters he faced. It was insanity. His sinker was going this way. Uh, his slider his slider Cooper ball was working. He had the changeup working as well, mixed in the forcing fastball. I mean, if you have four pitches um, working for you out of the pen, then that's what, that's what you get. Um, King has been great all season, and I feel like that, that um, performance really – come uh really stands out now but he's just been great all around um in game two um i didn't really get to watch game two uh, too much but after nestor um i think it was uh, a bunch of good performances again from our main guys except for chad green um i think that was the chad green game where he blew it up yeah um, again he his home run issues come back and bite him uh gives up a two-run go-ahead austin hedges two-run home run uh in the bottom of the eighth or top of the eighth i mean so that's that. I guess you lose a little bit of points there. But in game three, um, we get another performance out of Garrett Cole that now we can say was very good, above above his standards from this year. Um, and then we, we blew him out. The offense came alive, so we didn't really have to go to our main guys. Um, I don't remember what they did in terms of open. I know Marinaccio closed it out. Yeah. I think Wandy came in between yeah. then. So, you know. Marinaccio gave up two runs at the end, but that's just garbage time. Two outs with the ninth in, in the ninth. Um, very pleased with the bullpen performance from my end. Um, I'm at a minute and a half right now. I still have a minute to talk about the bullpen. You can. What's up? Forgot about the rules. You can concede the rest of your time if you feel like you okay, covered. Okay. Well, I'm everything. gonna I'm gonna try to keep going um, for another half uh, half a minute here. Um, I want to go back to King. I feel like King really stands out in the top. In the, like, I'll do like a little performance ranking. King's their number one. Um, Chapman in game one also looked really good. He got out of it in like what nine, ten pitches, I remember if I remember correctly. Um, and then Miguel Castro also had a really good outing this week. Um, I know the the walks sometimes get to him, but he looked filthy. Um, and Mets fans keep saying like, or Mets fans and Orioles fans keep saying how he has these blow up performances sometimes where he just walks a shit ton of people and can't find the zone. I think it's like a Dellen situation. I know Talking Yanks talked about that. He's a one inning guy. The only time he gave up runs this year was when he went a second inning. So if you keep it to one inning, I think you'll be fine. That's two minutes and a half. I'm stopping the clock. It is your turn to talk about the bullpen. Uh, well, uh, a lot of the points. Um, I am starting the I'm going to say now. a similar thing to you. Um, oh, yeah. Um, the bullpen this series was, I think, one of the best I've seen. Uh, going back to last season, like the last five series, um, like you said, Michael King has literally became like in the top three in the trust circle. Uh, I think Clay Holmes, actually what I would do right now, ranking out of five, is is I would have Lasagna one, Clay Holmes two, I would have King three, Chappie four, and maybe like Litke five, but like it is crazy how how good King has become and how much the Yankees rely on him. Um, I mean, obviously, the eight strikeouts are insane. Um, and then I wanted to talk more about, um, I believe, game two where the Yankees the Yankees walked it off. Uh, obviously, Chad Green has been a big issue. 
Um, but other than him, I mean, these numbers were great. Clay Holmes pitched. Um, Miguel Castro pitched. Um, uh, this is this is the game that Nestor went pretty far into. But uh, yeah, I mean, all of these guys in the in, in the bullpen that they have are all heavy sinker guys, and I, I feel like uh, Matt Blake has done a great job developing a lot of these a lot of these pitchers. Um, and yeah. I don't really have much else for the bullpen. I think I think you said all that can Keep really be said about them, but they continue to be one of the most one of the most dominant one of the most dominant pens in the MLB, if not the most dominant. Um, and you can talk all you want about lineup construction, this lineup construction, that, and Yankees are struggling to do that. But one thing they get right every year is the bullpen, and I hope that never changes because going back to 2016, they've had they've had. Hella arms. They've had uh, Andrew Miller, Batances. They've had all these, you know, electric arms that they just throw throw out after one after one. And I think when you have the starting pitching giving you at least five innings, it's locked down every night with that pen, which I love. And it's also not relying on one person like Chapman to, um, you know, to to not blow it. So you have a lot of high leverage guys, which which I love. Ten seconds and. That's four seconds for being done. <laughs> so, yeah. that's all I got. I think we kind of nailed everything. Um, so, at the end, we're giving out brownie brownie points. Um, I'll go. I'm, I'll go first. Out of five, I'm giving four brownie points. Um, the bullpen could blame Chad Green for the one that they lost there. Um, they would have been perfect if it wasn't for Chad Green. Uh, but you can't expect perf- perfection out of every single one of our bullpen guys every every game. So I think four is very high bar that they've set here in the first yeah. Bleacher Boys brownie point giveaway. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to go with a similar ride here. I'm going to go 4.5 okay. just 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 to be unique and to outdo Ken by by 0.5%. Um like like you said Chad Green is the only is the only one that really has not looked great. So I don't think you can give an overall bullpen performance uh, a weak bullpen performance because of one mm-hmm. person who's struggling. And the other thing is not the other guys when they're struggling, they're not giving up two run home runs like that. Um so Chad's got to really yep. figure it out. All right, let's move on. Um next up we have whatever you want to pick. I'll let you go for this one. Let me know when you want me to start. Um I can go Yeah, let me let me just look at something really quick. I think I want to go starting pitching here. Because I feel like we already touched on it a little bit. What game did Monty, Monty pitch again? Game zero. He didn't pitch any of it. Oh, he, Monty didn't pitch. I'm thinking about the last series. You know what? I'll go okay. offense then. <laughs> I will Isaac doesn't want to talk offense. starting pitching without, without so I'm Monty. starting my time. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. You, 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 do you want to? All right. I, yeah, I can I do my own time. On my end too, just so I can put it in the video. Let me know when you're starting. Okay, I'm going with three, two, one. Yankees offense. All right, so this has kind of been the issue like this season already. And like like some people predicted, they kind of treated the first two weeks like it was extended spring training and they messed around with Donaldson leading off and Hicks leading off and DJ leading off. But now I think there should be no question about it. Start DJ LeMayhew bat him first every game. Like, it, there should not be a question about it. Obviously, Glaber, you know, coming off of a big day, a big big walk-off hit, and he also got a couple hits the day after that. I believe he had yeah, he a, a... single and a double. He had a two-hit game. Um, 
But listen, man, you need to start DJ LeMahieu every game, and I love that they're doing that. Uh, who else? Who do we got? Judge uh, came alive in this series, I feel like. like he, he, I wouldn't call what Judge was doing struggling, but he wasn't being himself as much. So Judge looked great. Um, Aaron Hicks, to be honest with you, I've been loving his performance. I think he's having some great at-bats. He got a couple hits this series. Um, and the main guy I really want to talk about is IKF. Uh, I honestly am this close to picking him up in fantasy. Like, he he has been an absolute stud. And watching watching him turn on that 100 fastball, 100 fastball from Class A was like, I didn't even think he could hit that. Like, I, I, I don't know. Just... The, the amount of clutch and 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 technique that that takes is insane. So I really really want to give a brownie points and maybe even some claps if Ken has the audio to to IKF and I'm really happy for him. Um, on the on one more good player that I want to talk about is Anthony Rizzo. Um, yep, thank you. One more player I want to talk about is Anthony Rizzo. He continues to be a stud, a big lefty switch bat in the middle of middle of that lineup and when I mean switch I mean switching from righty to lefty I really like how he's like a stopper like that uh he shortens up makes contact puts the ball in play I love that the only bad spot I want to talk about is Joey Gallo I was going to talk seconds. about was Joey Gallo but then he had two hits in the last game so um really happy and I hope he can break out of it um we need to continue this momentum moving to Baltimore we should blow Baltimore out of the water if we don't a failure, and that's bottom line. Blow them out of the water in the next series. Got to continue Time. this hot streak and stay hot. Perfectly said in two minutes and two and a half minutes. Um, I'm just going to pick it up right where you left off, so I'm starting the timer in three and two and one. All right, this offense, um, finally nice to see them break out in game three, ten runs on the board. I mean, that was amazing to watch. I didn't think it was possible. Um, one guy you didn't mention was Giancarlo Stanton. He sat in game three of that blowout, um, and he's been struggling quite a bit. He, I think he's like one for his last 20 to 25 at-bats. Um, not worried at all, as I said in the previous episodes, but he needs to start getting it going again. Um, his time of uh, his, his like slumping period, I think, it should be over soon um, in terms of what he does historically. He's a very streaky hitter. Um, he can carry an offense by himself when he's hot, I think. Um, if Stanton can get it going, as you said, the other guys have been turning it on. Um, hopefully, Gallo, this is something he can build on. Um, his He had a double, his first RBI of the season um, in Game 3, which was nice to see, obviously. In Game, what was it, 1 or 2? He also, Oh, no, that was Game 2 where he had a single. So hopefully he's starting to heat up a little bit. Um, the boos are really, were really raining down on him in Game 1, so... And uh, one ask for the Yes Network is that they stop showing Joey Gallo every time he strikes out in the dugout. Um, he he looks so miserable. Like just just for his sake, please don't do that anymore. Yes Network, thank you. Um, and then they I think they got this lineup situation figured out now. Lemayhew, Judge, Rizzo, Donaldson, um, Glaber, Hicks, Gallo. I think that top six or seven has been uh, their go-to for past few games now, four or five games now. Um, I know Stanton was Stan sat in Game Three, but put Stan in the middle of that, and I think that's what they like now. Um, I'm fine with. I actually asked for this. I asked for um, Lemayhew to bat lead off again instead of Hicks. Um, Hicks was also starting to struggle a little bit before this series. He, I know he had a couple hits this this series. He had a nice stolen base as well. I think this offense is clicking very well with, as you said, IKF at the bottom of the lineup. I mean, you can't say enough about him. I think he's hitting like 500 in the last. 
what was it, like six or seven games after he started off, one for 14. So IKF is doing his thing down there. His class that you, I mean, you kind of said it, but that kind of surprised me. I didn't know IKF was built like that. Um, Glaber, I think Glaber could start heating up now. He had that big hit in game two. I think he's a he's a very confidence-driven guy. Um, he sees a ball ball in the gap like that, walk off hit. He has like one of the most walk off hits in, since 2018 or 19. So that's that's my talk on the offense. Two and a half minutes. All right. What a different tone from last series, huh? Um, I I. Yeah, I mean, such a crazy switch up, and I think that's I think that we're actually being reasonable. You got shut up by the Orioles and the Tigers. That's like we're allowed to yeah. be mad about that. Like that's not like us being like, you know, uh, what's what's a good team with good pitching? Like oh oh, you got shut up by the Dodgers. Like oh okay, I can understand that. Like the Dodgers have great pitching, or you know you know you're getting shut up by Justin Verlander. Okay, cool, I get that. Scherzer, I get that. But the reason I think why we were so upset was just was just the level of play against poor opponents. You cannot play down to competition. You have to play above, and good teams beat the shit out of bad teams, or that's what they should be doing. So I'm not saying that I'm justifying us shitting on the Yankees that early in the season, but there was, a, there was definitely a reason there. So I'm happy they came out here and you know in this last series against the Guardians and, and showed that you know they do have a, a big, powerful offense because we really needed to see that. And I feel like this... This series was kind of like the breakout of this offense. Like, if we went another series, like with like two one games, two mm-hmm. nothing games, one nothing games, like I would have still been kind of worried. But now that I've seen like the see ceiling that do, this finally. team has, my expectations, my expectations are a little bit back to here. So like just taking you through a timeline, when I first saw the Yankees lineup construction a couple days before like game day, or I was thinking about it, like expectations like up here. Then after they got shut out three times by Detroit and Baltimore, expectations down here. And then that offense, again, boosts those expectations up even higher again. So we'll, we'll really see if they yeah, can continue to do that. I think this Orioles that, series is a good measuring stick. Um, if they can keep it going, we'll, we'll start to actually believe. If they take another step backwards with this Orioles series, I think we're right back where we started before this Guardian series. So this is kind of a big series in terms of seeing where this offense is. But as we said, I think this offense is heating up and – it's something we can be hopeful about. All right, last category, starting pitching. Um, I'm going to start, if you don't mind, I'm going to start the timer in three and two and one. This Go starting ahead. pitching has been amazing to start the year, kind of very similar to the bullpen. Our pitching staff is insane. We have, like, the third best ER team ERA in the whole league, um, best starting pitching ERA in the American League. I mean, this, this rotation – um, is just insane right now. It's I've never seen just five guys be on their game at the same time. And even before Cole had this start in Game Three, where he went six point two into the seventh inning, struck out nine batters. The four other guys were carrying Cole, which kind of is just an insane sentence to say. And now when Cole gets it going, like Cole can get it going, this rotation is absolutely one of the best in the in the in the in the game. Um, in Game One, we had Tyone go five innings, one run. Uh, another solid start for Tyone. Uh, Nestor does his thing in game two. I mean, Nestor, like, we've been used to Nestor striking out 12 batters or whatever. This start was what, like, would have been one of his best starts if he didn't have the 12, 12 strikeout game. I mean, he only let up one hit. It was the Josh Naylor two run home run. Um, I think he struck out another eight batters. He leads the, he leads the team in war in terms of pitching. 
or yeah, pitching. I mean, he might be top of the list now with in the whole roster. Uh, Nestor's also at the top of the league in strikeouts, innings pitched. I mean, this guy, he the Yankees should start lining up his start so he can start the All Star game at this point. Like th- this is an, some insane stuff we're seeing. This dates back to last year, um, and he's showing he's facing these teams now for the second and third time, and he's still shoving against them. I don't think it's like a funky delivery thing. He only doesn't really do that anymore. Maybe a couple times a game, but he's the real deal. It's so fun to watch. Um, the head first slide. I gotta talk about it. Um, he beat Quan to the base. I mean, that's just something you don't see out of pitchers, really. Like, can you imagine Sully diving headfirst to first base? No. So, like, this is something that only athletes do. He's really shown up. Um, in game three, oh. <laughs> in game three, Cole Cole does his thing. I think it was time that he like if he didn't have a good start there. I don't know what we what we would be saying right now. Um, but right now his ERA is down to four. So if his next start comes against the Royals, he shoves. I mean, Cole Cole's gonna be fine. Like his stats won't even matter at that point. It'll look like Cole's. So I'm very glad to see Cole's turn it up. Uh, we also have Monty and um, I'm blanking Monty and Sevi. We haven't even talked about those guys. Those guys didn't even pitch in this game. Uh, but my time is up, so I'll let you take it from here. Serious. Serious. Well, you know what? I will start off with Monty being one of my favorite Starting players. In um, yep, do you go. start timer? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we had this great starting pitching, and we didn't even see the best starting pitcher, Jordan Montgomery. Um, I would love, absolutely love, my next ask for the series is to get Jordan Montgomery a freaking <laughs> win. Please. Like, I, he, I, like, just, they, they need to go out there in the, yeah, their yeah, home, yeah. right? They need to go out there in the bottom of the first and score him four runs, let him do his thing so he's comfortable and he's not scared to pitch, you know, scared to pitch, you know, from under. Like, we, there's like definitely something to be said about pitchers who are pitching with a lead. They can be, they can be, have so much more fun with locating and trying new things and going right after hitters as opposed to trying to be perfect, which I feel like every time Monty has starts now, he's down like 2 0, 1 0, and he's trying to be perfect. And, and, you know, and then pitch count gets to him and everything. So my big ask is to get some runs for Monty next game. Um, but we're not talking about the future, we're talking about the past. So, uh, I want to say that. Uh, this starting pitching performance was, I think, the best we've had of any series. Uh, obviously, Garrett Cole, um, who looked a little shaky in the first couple innings, um, finally kind of had a breakout where he got he ran into some luck with some of the double play balls, and and he was instead of trying to pitch for strikeouts, he was looking more like he was just pitching to get outs, which is really refreshing to see. Like he got. He, 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 I know he got nine strikeouts, but through the first four innings, he only had like three or something like that. Um, so that was really nice to see Cole finally getting the job done. His changeup percentage was really, really far down, which is interesting um, because that's the pitch that he was really going to heavily in his last couple starts. Uh, Nestor, obviously, he's turning into a superstar fan favorite. Um, diving at to first, like Ken said, is just a crazy hustle seconds. play. A play that a play that not many starting pitchers make. Um, Tyone, I thought, pitched great again. He stayed in the zone. He didn't strike out a bunch of guys, but he, you know, he got out. He gave the Yankees some length. Um, I mean, I really, really love how this rotation is built. Like like we said in the beginning, all our asks was for Seve and Cole to be healthy, and, you know, and so far we're getting that. And not only that, but we have – 
We have um, Montgomery and Tyone also pitching great, and and Nestor is exceeding expectations once again. So a this over staff is honestly could carry the Yankees to a world to a World Series, and I hope hopefully yeah. they do. All right, yeah. I mean that we. I don't know. I was I kind of blanked out at the end there, but. Do you talk about Sevy? I mean, Sevy is becoming Sevy again, which is which is really nice to see. Yeah, and 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 when you when you look at it preseason, well, if you're talking starting pitching in New York, first thought was Degrom, Scherzer, yeah. Bassett. But in reality, what's happening right now is Sevy, Monty, Tyone, yeah. Nestor, Cole. I mean, like that. I mean, dude, Nestor has better numbers than DeGrom right now. A lot, a lot of guys in the league does. Um, not saying he makes him a better pitcher, yeah. but, but you know, he's out on the field. He's producing results. He's he's far exceeding expectations. And for a you know for a chum bucket of change, he's he's the he's like the first best starter for the New York Yankees. I mean, that's insane. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and I really, I really just hope that everyone in this rotation stays. Mildly healthy. Don't I don't want any one of the guys to miss more than two starts because I feel like that's the point where you get put on the sixty day and you know it all goes to shit after that or yeah, double ten day. I agree. But you um, know, going back a little bit, did we give brownie points for the hitting? I don't remember doing that. We did not. First, First time, time doing, doing this, this, we'll be tweaking and changing things up as we go. But brownie points for the hitting. You went first. I'll give you the honor. Yeah, I go first. The hitting, the hitting this series, I will give, I'll give five brownie points, go. honestly. Oh, claps. I got it. I got it. My producing. Um, Slack. BBD. BBD. Is that BBD in this too? Thank you, BBD. Hey, BBD, turn it off. Thank you. Thanks, BBD. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Um, five, that's, that's, I'm going to go four and a half. Um. I I just can't give a perfect number, but four point five is pretty close to pretty close to perfect. I mean, the only reason I give it f- is five is because they actually were pretty decent with you know with with runners in scoring position, and they did tie the game yeah. and then take the lead in the last inning with IKF, and so like we're our, the whole struggle was bottom of the order. We know the guys at the top are gonna hit, or they should. Um, so that's why you know I give a. A, a full performance review to everyone in that lineup because I thought that they all contributed. We really didn't talk about um, DJ LeMahieu, your so. guy at, at all either. But he had three hits in that last game, a home run. Did you? I did. Okay. Well, DJ's been great too. All right, brownie points for starting pitching. I'm gonna Love go DJ. with a five. I mean, they they gave up a combined three runs this this series. Um, just keep it going. I mean, what I gave four, four and a half, and five. That's a, that's the recipe for a sweep. So they did what they needed to do. What about you? And I'm gonna go a similar route. I'm also gonna give those starting pitching a five too. Um, I mean, Thanks, everyone Thanks, contributed. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this is not like we're not always gonna be giving like points this easy. Like this is because this was a great team effort sweep. Like this, like. Everyone contributed in, in a pretty good way. Like, if we were doing bad awards, like, the only person I could think of would be Joey Gallo, and he even broke out of it in his last game. The only, actually, actually, screw that. I would give it to Chad Green. <laughs> but other than Chad Green, we yeah. all looked pretty good. So, there wasn't really one other guy. If you had to give. Yeah, like a. 
Should we? You know what we should call it? We should call it like rotten brownie or something. Like, or like, who was the you rotten? You want to get for rotten brownie? Who was the rotten, rotten egg? egg? Give a rotten egg for you. You're gonna give it to Green because I have another guy in mind. I'm gonna give my ro- I'm gonna give my rotten egg pick to Chad so Green this is for the, this one. This is, we're like thinking of this on the spot, so I don't have like stats up next time. I'll like study it and just like do a little bit of research. Let me just do quick quick look on this box score stuff. Hold on one second. Okay, game one oh for four. We could also do like one, rotten two. egg versus the golden egg. I like that. Ooh. Okay, I'm giving the golden rotten egg, egg to Donaldson. Really well. Um, I think he was one of the guys that didn't really do do much this series. He went zero for two. In the first game, um, one for two in the second game, and then zero for four. He was the only guy that didn't do anything in game three. So I'm giving hard to give a rotten egg to to a, to someone who to when we swept. But I'm giving it to Donson. You give it to Green. Golden egg. And I I say on the flip side of that we do a golden egg. Yeah. So um, for my golden egg, I think I'm going Nestor. I mean. The hustle play mixed with the pitching, mixed with the dominant performance. Like, he's, I'm so proud to be a Yankee fan when Nestor Cortez Jr. pitches. And, you know, I, t- I have a lot of Red Sox fans on my club baseball team, a lot of Mets fans. All of them, they hate Cole, hate this, hate that. They you all like Nestor. Nestor. All of them like Nestor. That would be a crime. So, yeah. You can't. My golden egg will go to Garrett Cole. Um, he really needed that, that start. Um, yeah, I hope you can still hear me. You froze up a little bit on my end, but I said everything about Cole. He needed that to bounce back. He looked not at all like Cole to start the season. So, giving it to Cole, Isaac, please come back. I will be talking. Uh, the next thing I wanted to do was um, a bullpen trust tree. Checking in on checking in on how we're feeling about the bullpen. Kind of talked about the bullpen for five minutes earlier, but I kind of wanted to rank these guys um, and see where we put them. Um, in terms of trust, so I wanted to go from hey. bottom up. Isaac is rejoining. Um, uh, Isaac, can you hear me? Yes, I just kind of explained. I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of explained the uh, bullpen trust tree I wanted to do. So I was saying we could start at the bottom of the least trust we have, and then go up from there. We'll both give our did, least trusted. Bullpen did you arm give right your now, golden egg? If you have the roster, up. I did. I gave my golden egg to Cole. Gave her going out to kill. Okay, that's pretty good. So yeah, we'll remember to we, to put a little, maybe a, a little brownie sign for the points, a little rotten egg yep. sign for the rotten egg, and a little gold egg. We'll make a little chart out of it. So Yankees bullpen rods. Do we have to agree on the same ones, or do you want to do this together? Like, um, how do you want to do this? I was thinking about that, and this is new again, guys. I think I, I think um, we can try to do it together. Would that work? Unless we're completely Yeah, let's let's different. do this together. I don't want to do more. Yeah. No, so let's, at the let's bottom, do this together. I have Ronnie like Marinaccio. Least trust. Hopefully okay. you agree with me. I, I, I agree that he's in the bottom percentile of the bullpen, yes. Okay, yeah. So I have Ronnie Marinaccio at the bottom of the trust tree. Um, Clark Schmidt is also in the bullpen still. Uh, I don't think he's gotten sent down. So yes. I have Clark Schmidt right above Ronnie Marinaccio. Okay. It's hard to put these guys um, down. Like they're they're all pretty good. They're all so good, yeah. Um next wait, I have wait, wait. Uh, 
What? No way. I, I have Clark Schmidt over Chad Green. Are you kidding me? Really? You have more trust in Clark Schmidt right now than Chad I, Green? I mean, based on pitching performance this season, hell yeah. He's like Chad Green's been terrible this year. What's his ERA? Okay. Infinity? I mean, bullpen ERA at this point in the season's probably okay. ridiculous. No, I understand that, but if you have like a twenty seven ERA, it's a twenty seven ERA no matter what. Like it's not like he has Never mind. He has a four point nine one. Still. Yeah. He's been pretty good since for a while. Clark Schmidt has had I know, but a couple good outings. But I guess we just have a little difference there. Next up, um I would have put Licky also below green still. Um but Licky's looked really good this year. He has that new and reinvented cutter that's looked unhittable. Um jamming hitters, he's kind of like a Nestor Cortez in terms of stuff. Um do you agree or disagree or what's your take? Yeah, on? yeah, I have I have Litke in this in this area for sure. Um, I I feel like going back to last year, Litke has just like been like a like a surprise, um, and he's been like really consistently just like solid bullpen arm, yeah. and he's six four too. I didn't know that. Yeah, doesn't look six four. Does not look how two oh five. He doesn't look like he weighs two hundred either. Um, oh, no. not next at all. up, I have Miguel Castro. Um, just because I haven't seen him enough, um, six seven two oh five, tall boy. Um, I don't know, these guys are so good. Like this is not a knock on Castro that he's in the mid middle of the pack here. He's been very good for us. But in terms what? of trust, Miguel Castro six seven. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. He's I would seven. not have put him that. T- I would have put him at like a six three six two, six seven. Yep. Damn. Uh Miguel Castro. Um, okay, this is an interesting conversation because I would I'm open to having a conversation of having Wandy here instead. Mm, I think Wandy's a little higher up in the tree of trust than Castro. Okay, yeah, honest. that's what that's what I had too. So I, I have I have Castro and then I have Wandy. Yeah, same. And then do you want to start doing the real top five? Like do you want to start doing the real the real yeah. big boppers down here? I think King starts it off. So out of okay. So that would be fifth best. Is that is that do we have five left? I think it might be four. We have one. We have two, three, four. Yeah, we have four. Okay, so King's my four. Okay, Um, King's my four as well. I have Lasagna as three. three. Okay, you have more trust. Chappy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chappie's three. Yeah. Chappie three. Uh he's looked pretty good this year. Um had a couple couple outings where he couldn't find the zone again. But Chap that's Chappie. I think he's fine. He's figured it out. He looks unhittable when he's on, so Chappie's three. Um yeah. Clay's my two and L- Low is my one. I have Lasagna at two and Clay at one, but okay. very similar. And yeah. they could they could go either way. Both both power sinker pitchers, both both of their stuff moves like ridiculously. Um, both of coming off of pretty good years, um, so they're honestly interchangeable to me. I mean, they they are just both so dominant. Uh, the future looks bright. If if one of them is going to be the future closer of the Yankees after Chapman, like I couldn't tell you which one I'd rather have. Like they are both my children. They're mm-hmm. both my favorite children. 
Yeah. But. Um, in terms of closer, I feel like I'd go with Loizaga. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Just my gut. They're both really good. Um, so, yeah, Chapman's contract ends after this year. Uh, we just learned that he's 34, and then... Oh, did I ruin it? I don't want to ruin anything. Um, oh, <laughs> they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we just we just uh, <laughs> found out that Chapman's 34. Um, we were looking at the depth chart. The depth we chart said he was 34. Chart, yeah, so we had no idea he's 34. We both thought he was in the range of 30 to 32. Um Yellow, um, but yeah, you know, Chapman's thirty-four. His contract is ending. Whoa! <laughs> so I would, I would not mind bringing him back on a cheaper, shorter-term deal after the year, um, because I feel like only if Loizaga is the closer, I think Chapman's, if he comes back, would go back to like the eighth or seventh inning guy. But that's just me. One more conversation I wanted to have uh, about about the state of the Yankees. With the five starting pitchers right now rolling as they are, um, who would be the guy to get knocked out? Like, who's, let's say, hypothetically speaking, we picked up a number two on the trade market. Who Who's the guy that's getting the boot? I'd hate to say this right now, but I think they would put Nestor in the bullpen. Like, honestly, really? God, God's truth. God's no, you truth, don't. they might put Nestor in the bullpen. I don't actually think this, but I think the Yankees might do that. I think like, it's Monty or Tyone. See, I can't say Monty. You're, so it's legal for automatically, you to say Monty. So. What about Tyone? Okay, you know what? I could say Tyone then. They put Tyone in the bullpen, but I don't. Tyone's not a bullpen guy. They just wouldn't use him. Like, he's a guy that I feel like needs rhythm. Like, I feel like he's not just a, oh, yeah, you're coming out of the bullpen. Unless in a playoff series they did something like, we're doing an opener with Tyone coming in later, but then just start Tyone. So that's dumb. Um, <sighs> I guess it would be Tyone then. But they might do Nestor. I don't. I really don't know. Yankees do some crazy shit sometimes. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you're looking at a guy like, who would they even get? Um. Like, throw out some names. Frankie Montas, Luis Castillo. Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas. Not better than. Um. Not better than Sevi. Obviously. Well, I don't yeah. Think I he's have better Sevy, than Nestor. Than and Cole Nestor. Is he better than Tyone and Monty? Like maybe. You cut like, out. You're probably that, that's not me. like that's not like a for sure kicking someone out. I mean, what was he, that? Frankie Montas is like a to- has been a top ten AL starter for like a few years now. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like I have I would have him as like a third or maybe even a fourth in the Yankees rotation. I mean, the way yeah, the yeah. Yankees rotation is right now, why add any pieces? Like why? Okay, well that was a obviously you need maybe depth, but. A better question would be, how would you line up the rotation for a playoff series? Like, who's the number five right now? Okay. Um, I said the number five was probably Tyone right now or Monty. Um, yeah. Like like I said, <laughs> I, we I can feel say like Monty. we're feeling... Now we can bring up Monty. <laughs> we're feeling a lot better about Monty if he gets any run support in his last two starts. Like, yeah, I, you know, like, we we have this sense of, like, oh, not Monty days means Yankees not hitting or not scoring for, like, yeah. you know, I feel like Monty's had some Negative very solid pitching performances his last five start, but, yeah, five starts, I should say. Yeah, okay, I think um, I just thought of this on the spot now in terms of structure of this series recap podcast. I feel like at the end, I kind of want to do, like, you gave your ask for the next series. We both give our asks. Um, and then like a prediction kind of maybe for, for the next series or something else. Just just to look ahead to the next series. We have Baltimore coming into the Bronx. What was your ask again? 
Monty runs. My ask is that the Yankees score for Monty. Yep. Yeah. Okay. My ask will be um, Donaldson um, heating up. He he's kind of he kind of hit in that Detroit series. Um, he got he had a home run in this. Uh, was that game one or two? He hit a home run, but other than that, he was kind of ice cold. So I need I need to, I want to see him like really start heating up. Like his his stats are looking a little bleak right now. So not too worried about Donaldson, but I hope he gets it going. So yeah, there's that. Is that it with the baseball talk? That's all I got. Anything else we missed? Hopefully not. Boone's been managing pretty well. We haven't heard of many fire Boons. We could talk about the fans and right field and left field, bottle throwing stuff. I mean, I, I, it's obviously terrible. There's not much that can be more said about it than what has already been said about it. It's obviously yeah. shitty, and they're dumb for doing that. And like, that's just like, you know, totally not class move by them. And what but surprised me was how many people threw. Like, what? Like, if it was like one stupid asshole, like, okay, that happens from time to time. But the such a terrible look when there's like twenty, thirty bottles thrown after a Yankee walk yeah. off. Like, that just makes no sense. Like, why are you even going to games? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. Um, are we? Uh, am I? Am I good to move on to question of the day? I think you are. Okay, question of the day. Um, this is a, this is more of a low key one. Um, this might be my last episode coming to you from Barcelona. So our international aspect of the company may be coming to an end. But um, I want to ask you, what is your what like? Give me your top three countries or cities you want to visit in the world, and why? Great question. Wow. Um, right now, it's kind of crazy you said that because my number one is Spain because I am very likely going to Spain next. Uh, next year over winter break so i guess the city would be um uh or or portugal Mm -hmm. so it could be lisbon lisbon or or barcelona i guess or madrid it's going to be one of those three probably Mm -hmm. um number two i'd love to go to costa rica don't know any cities in costa rica so i'm just going to give costa rica as a general general Mm -hmm. thing and number three i'd have to say somewhere like Thailand, somewhere exotic where the fishing is really good, mm-hmm. probably be my third. So, good, great answer. I don't really have a reason for that, but I just or maybe Bali. Bali could be one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great answer. Kind of overlap mm-hmm. there. I want to. I want to visit Thailand. Um, on my list would probably be Australia too, instead of Spain oh. and Portugal because I have haven't been to Australia. Um, love to visit Africa too. I feel like that'd be sick, but. Yeah. Mid- well, Bleacher Boys in the middle of the desert. I mean, we, we could come to you guys live in the middle of the night. Um, Facts. This is an elephant. Um, <laughs> this is an elephant. Okay. Scared right. shitless. There's a lion over there. <laughs> oh, you know, keep, 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 keep telling jokes. Keep telling jokes. Um... Oh, no. Jesus. (laughs) The producing is terrible, guys. We're sorry. And on that note, thank you so much for listening. Um, Hopefully, Yankees, you know, continue the hot streak, and we will be back with another recap episode in the next four days. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Okay, stop playing. Turn it off. Turn it off. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.